Welcome back to the Swarm Report, week number nine. I am your host, Isaac Streeter, joined as always by the lovely Zach Lawley. And Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm I'm surprised you're doing well after the Packers uh, Packers loss this week. How you feeling? Listen, um, I've seen a lot of Aaron Rodgers in my life, and I'm telling you, we're gonna run the table. Aaron Rodgers needs needs a wide receiver, and I don't know if they have him in the building at this point. We could play. We could we could be our receivers at this point. Man, that's that's crazy. Anyway, uh, more Hornets in the pros. Um, shout out to. Reese Hoskins, despite the loss in the World Series, uh, Gavin has been on us all day after uh, we were making fun of him for the Astros. Yeah. The uh, congrats to the cheating Astros, but uh, congrats to Reese Hoskins for hitting the World Series home run. That's pretty crazy. Both the men's and women's cross country team will have their final race of the season on November 11th when they participate in the NCAA West Regional held in Seattle, Washington. On Saturday, November 12th, the rowing team will compete at the head of the Lagoon Regatta in Foster City, California. After a dominant first-place performance from pairs team Sydney Bain and Deanna Frack at the head of Port Regatta in early October, and placing 12th out of 27 in a field loaded with dominant Pac-12 schools in the Collegiate 8 and finishing first in the Collegiate Novice 8 race at the head of the American last week, Sac State looks to continue its early dominance to this rowing season. On November 5th and 6th, the men's tennis team competed at the Pacific Invitational in Stockton, California. Nine athletes were in attendance. Out of those nine, eight athletes picked up singles victories as the Hornets combined for 13 total singles wins on the weekend. The fall season of women's tennis wraps up this week as they travel to Northridge, California to compete in the CSU Northridge Invitational, beginning on Friday the 11th and concluding on Sunday the 13th. The women's volleyball team returned home after the two-game road trip. They went 1-1 on this trip, losing to Montana State 1-3, but were able to get a victory against Montana State 3-1. The team sits with an overall record of 12-13, and 13, an impressive conference record of 8-5. and 5. The team's next game will be at the Nest against Eastern Washington on Saturday, November 12th at 7 p.m. Both men's and women's soccer seasons ended last week, with losses for both programs coming in the opening round of their playoff tournaments on Wednesday the 2nd. The women's team tied Weaver State 1-1 in regulation, but ultimately fell in penalty kicks as Weaver made four out of their five attempts and were eliminated from the Big Sky Tournament. After high hopes sparked by a hot start to the season, the men's team fell 0-2 to UC Irvine, being eliminated from the Big West Tournament. For more on both of these, check out our soccer beat writers, Hugo and Nathan's work on thestatehornet.com. The women's basketball team will play their first game of the season on Saturday, November 12th against UC Irvine at the Nest at 1 p.m. The team had an impressive season last year under head coach Mark Campbell, winning 14 games. There are some notable faces returning for Campbell, like Izzy Nadabo, Jordan Olivares, and Katie Penueta. We'll see if the team is able to replicate their past season success. The men's basketball team had a game this week. They traveled to Los Angeles, California to face a top 10 ranked UCLA Bruins. The Hornets fell in this game in 76-50 as the Bruins were just too much to handle for the Hornets. The top leading scorers for the Hornets were senior guard Zach Chappell and junior guard Cameron Wilbon, who finished the game each with 10 points. The Hornets will look to right the ship when they face UC San Diego in San Diego, California on Saturday, November 12th at 7pm. The game will also be on ESPN+. Our very own Jordan Lattimore wrote a feature story on the new men's basketball head coach, David Patrick. We highly recommend checking out the article on the State Hornet. It's a great read, and shout out to Jordan for his incredible work throughout the semester. Jumping into football, the Hornets keep rolling through the big sky, picking up a 33-30 win over number 5 Weaver State on Saturday, November 5th, to extend their win streak to nine games, including three straight wins over top 25 ranked teams. The win was headlined by two more Ash O'Hara rushing touchdowns, pushing his season total to 16, just six away from tying running back Charles Roberts' 1999 record of 22 in a season. The Hornets are now the consensus-ranked number two team in the country, garnering six first-place votes in both the FCS Stats Perform poll and the Coaches poll, and overtaking Big Sky rival Montana State 
for second place in the latter. Football will be back in action with a rare Friday Night Lights game on the road in Portland, taking on the Portland State Vikings on November 11th. The game will kick off at 6 p.m., and be sure to check out Jack Freeman's game preview for more details on how the Hornets match up with the Vikings. For those who will not be able to attend in person, like myself, Sackyard Tap House on 33rd Street will be hosting a watch party. Gavin Hudson and I will be d- there doing some coverage for the State Hornet. So if you see us, come say hi. In other sports-related news, our sports editors Dylan and Jordan have debuted a new opinion piece called The Buzz and Dozen, a top-12 ranking of student-athletes at Sac State, and we're going to go over a couple of them today. At number 12, we've got Francisco Magana, a junior midfielder for the men's soccer team, who led his team in scoring this season. At 11 is Mark Kecky, a junior tennis player. We talk about Kecky often for his performances at the ITA Regionals and Super Regionals. The Hungarian is a stud. Cesar Valero comes in at 10. The junior right fielder transferred from Oregon State last year and has had an immediate impact on the program, hitting 13 home runs last season. Number nine is Bridget Smith, the junior outside hitter for volleyball, was a first-team All-Big Sky selection in 2021, and 2022 leads the team in kills. Junior tight end Marshall Martin is the first appearance of a football player holding down the number eight spot. In my opinion, this is such a snub, and I'm going to have to have some words with Jay Money and Dill about it later. Martin is one of, if not the best tight end in Sac State football history, and this placement is just too low. Number seven is Marissa Bertuccio, senior right-hander softball pitcher. Bertuccio is a stud. She threw a no-hitter last year and has 36 career wins for the Hornets. Six is another athlete that I think is far too low, and that's senior quarterback Asher O'Hara. This guy is the engine of the football's offense in the run game and especially in the red zone. Football is 9-0, and and he's the team's leading scorer. It's a shame he's not higher on this list. He's number six? Yeah, they put him at six. Jeez. Was, yeah, seriously. For the rest of the top five, you'll have to check out the Buzz and Dozen on thestatehornet.com or in the description below. That's going to do it for this this week on the Storm Report. My name is Zach Lollian. You can follow me on Twitter at ZachLollian87. And I'm Isaac Streeter. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Streeter. Thank you guys for listening. Go Pack Go. Broncos country was right. Thanks, guys.